This is the Power of Genetics podcast. In each episode, I'll be interviewing successful practitioners and impactful thought leaders in the world of health and performance. They will share their journey, their insights, and their best advice for us all. I'm your host, Dr. Yael Jaffe. Let's begin with today's episode. Today's guest on the Power of Genetics podcast is my friend and colleague, Dr. Elizabeth Boham, who I've been trying to get on this podcast for a couple of years now, but she's a very, very, very busy lady. So I am delighted at last. A very, very big welcome, Liz. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be with you and with all your listeners. So thank you. And we were we were just chatting um, earlier about some we've we've known um, each other and of each other and around each other for for probably a decade now. And um, even a time in South Africa where you came with your family to to speak for IFM for the Institute of Functional Medicine. So we've known each other for some time and across paths a lot. And so I am really really excited to be able to have a conversation with you, which is more about you and finding out your story because usually we're just talking you know nutrition and genetics so as as much as anyone i'm i am excited to to really learn more about your extraordinary journey and and um i'm going to kind of tell everyone the secret of why i'm so excited to have this talking today and then we're going to go back and we kind of backtrack which is Liz is both actually an RD, so a diet, registered dietitian, as well as an MD, and not just any MD, a functional and integrative and family medicine MD. And me being a dietitian, I'm always interested in how you move from that one into the other and, and the why. So I'm going to ask Liz to go right back to the beginning. Um, when you were kind of at school, like when did it start for you that you even thought that nutrition might be a career that you want to go into? Oh, you know, I, I was, I always loved nutrition, but honestly, it starts like so many nutritionists. Um, you know, I was a, I was an athlete in high school and in college, and I wanted to have better performance and maintain my weight. I mean, honestly, that's, and so when I was looking at undergraduate programs, I ended up choosing Cornell um, University but, but the program I chose was actually, I think it was financial something, something in finance. I can't even remember what the name of it was, but I was going to do a minor in nutrition. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a major in finance something I can't, you know, with a minor in nutrition. And the, the cool thing about Cornell is they have all these ways of putting all sorts of stuff together. And in the program I was looking at, I could put those two things together. And so I said, that's what I'm going to do. And I did a few courses in finance, but then just got hooked with nutrition. And um, so, so that was, I, I was always, I've always been passionate about nutrition and how food can impact our health and our well-being, and our, our, um, you know, our disease and prevention and and every aspect of nutrition. So. And your your first degree was nutritional biochemistry, right? So you landed up doing a lot of, you know, which of course you were so ahead of the time because now we know that everything is nutritional biochemistry. But at that time, no one was even using that term. Yeah, it was a great degree in nutritional biochemistry and very, you know, very biochemistry, you know, lots of like the structure of vitamin A and 
you know, we did get into some practical stuff at, at, at Cornell, but it was a lot of the science and, um, and I loved it. It was great. Uh, but I was really, I was really lucky that when I finished that undergraduate degree, I ended up going to teacher's college at Columbia university for my master's in nutrition. And, um, and, and I also got my registered dietitian there, but the master's degree program was nutrition education and applied physiology. And so it took, you know, I mean, I had all that basic science stuff, but then this took it to this whole other level, which was, was for me just, you know, just was so much fun. I loved it. And, um, you know, we really delved into, you know, how do you interview your patient? How do you figure out what motivates them? How do you help them change? You know, what, you know, how do you help them set goals? You know, all the practical stuff, like taking all of that science and then making it practical. And, um, and, and that graduate degree program was just, it was, it was amazing. Sounds like that graduate degree program should be part of every curricular in dietetics, um, it sounds like a great choice. Nutritional biochemistry and then applied physiology and um, education. I mean, you took a slightly different path, but actually it worked out extremely well But from what you're telling me. Absolutely. It was really... Um, it was fun. And then I worked for a while in the, in nutrition, you know, I did everything from personal training, you know, one-on-one -on -one counseling. And I worked for WIC, um, women, infants, and children, um, you know, which is a government subsidized program where we, where when people come in to get their food coupons, we have to give them nutrition education. And, um, and, and I really enjoyed working in nutrition. It was, as I said, I still love working in nutrition because I'm still doing it still today. Still working but... in nutrition, yeah. I try but, to do it today. <laughs> but um, things did change for you. So you you are a registered, you're an RD, you're working in all these different nutrition roles, you're enjoying your role in nutrition. What happened? What changed for you? You know, I um, it's partly just my personality of always thinking I needed to do more. I would think that's probably one of the drivers. I had two parents that are PhDs and um, my brother was a PhD and I don't know. I felt like I needed another degree. I don't really know. And, um, and I asked one of my professors at, at, at Columbia and he said, Oh, do an MD, not a PhD. I don't know why, you know, and then, and then actually the thing that made the biggest difference probably is I went to one of the um, American nutrition and dietetics conferences and I um, heard Dean Ornish speak and um, you know, he did this lecture on, on reversing heart disease with this four pronged approach, right? Where it was diet and movement, exercise, stress management, and group support. And I heard him speak and give him, you know, show his research. And I was blown away. And I was like, that's so cool. That's what I want to do. And so I, when I got home from the conference, I was working at WIC. I remember I wrote him a letter. I said, you know, dear Dr. Ornish, <laughs> you know, I'm interested in, um, in what you're doing. And I was thinking about medical school, but see, I didn't have, there was nobody in my family that were physicians. So I had no idea what it meant to be a doctor or a physician. I had no concept of it. And so I said to, you know, Dr. Ornish, you know, what do you think? Do you think I should go to medical school? And lo and behold, he writes me a letter back 
And he said, absolutely, we need more physicians that are interested in nutrition. I definitely think you should go to medical school. Good for you. And so I said, okay. And um, because I'm like kind of a real goal-oriented person, personality, yeah. I was like, okay, let me apply. And I applied and 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 then and then got in and went. And um, so that was kind of what really I think pushed me in that direction. So I was expecting some drama story, you know, I often hear like, you know, like this real fork in the road, but actually it was just like super achiever story. And I actually probably agree with the advice of MD versus PhD. I know when I finished my PhD and looked back at the time, I was like, that took me so long. I could have done an MD. <laughs> so I would have learned a whole lot more. So I do, I think that was probably quite a, quite a good decision, but I didn't realize it was kind of like, well, I'll just keep on going. You know, it's so interesting. I think, you know, we can always look back and think, maybe I should have done it the other way, you know? And I often look back and say, well, maybe I should have done the PhD route, you know? I mean, I think that um, it's it's really an interesting thing how we always second guess, you know? Um, and I try not to do that and just appreciate the choices you make when you make them and, and where they take you. Oh, absolutely. I'm still mourning the loss of studying architecture. So never mind the the MD. <laughs> I'm like, how did I end up in science? I still can't figure out how I landed up in science. So, so I, I really hear that. Right. So now we're in MD. Okay. So, um, and, and I mean, it's, it's, it's such a delight speaking with you at all time because you have a lightness to you of, um, and maybe, I don't know if it, I, I, you know, there's another side I haven't seen, but that you just, you are goal orientated. You have a great passion for the work that you do, a lot of excitement for the work that you do. And so I can just imagine, it's like, oh, Effie, I'm just gonna go learn everything I can about medicine um, and I can help people even more. It's gonna study for a whole lot more time. But you know what ended up happening was it was not what I thought it was gonna be. and. Okay. And I definitely struggled in, in in medical school, and I probably would have stopped if if it, I hadn't spent so much money, you know, we hadn't spent so much money, and um, I hadn't gotten so far into it. It's you know, it was I was looking for okay, I want to learn more about how the body works and and why it works this way, and how we can take care of ourselves, and how we can prevent disease, and and we didn't do that at all. You know, we were just learning and memorizing diseases in pharmacology and 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 acute care medicine. And I was I was always interested in this wellness and prevention. And I was just like, oh no. So I really I kicked myself a lot, honestly. I was very okay. I was very angry with the decision I made. I thought, oh, I did I made the wrong choice. I was exhausted. But in my head, I was always I was fighting it. I fought it so much which if I went back and did it again, I think I would have really just tried to appreciate every minute of everything I did learn. But instead, during the medical school and residency process, I was fighting it a lot. Okay. And I think that's probably one of the things that um, had a huge impact on my health. And when I was 30, so it was like 23 years ago, I was in the middle of my residency program and um, and uh, I got breast cancer. So I had a triple negative breast cancer removed. And triple negative. Yeah. Wow. That's proper. <laughs> Not that any yeah. breast cancer isn't proper, but triple negative is very yeah. significant at 30 years old. Yes. So, um, and without any family history of breast cancer, um, and, uh, and, and I was very lucky because I was 
I had worked with a breast surgeon recently. I was doing breast exams on myself because I was trying to figure out how to do them on women. You know, I was, <laughs> I was like just practicing on myself, not thinking I was going to get breast cancer. Um, and so one month, they, everything felt fine. The next month, I had this mass, and my husband's like, "You should get that checked out." The next thing you know, they're removing it and getting me, you know, really quickly taken care of. So I had to have surgery and chemotherapy and radiation and. Um, and, and I had to take a break because of all the treatment. And it really, that time allowed me time to sort of stop and think and really process through all of this and, you know, sort of pay attention to all that sort of negative self-talk I was doing and how I was exhausting myself. And I started to also engage all these other healing modalities that I always believed in. Um, but my sort of my medical, my conventional medical training was kind of pulling me away from that. So I, I kind of got to step back and say, okay, now I've got to, I started doing acupuncture every, every week to help with this, with the symptoms. I went to Reiki. I started journaling. I started a gratitude journal, which was so amazing in terms of how it changed my, my brain and my thought process and the way I interacted with the world. And, um, and you know, I just started reading and you know, paying attention to my chakras. I I went into I, literally. I was I was I was like, I got to change something because this is not good. I was missing all into prevention. I was all you know, I was exercising. I was eating healthy, and then I got cancer, and um, so it really does kind of shift your world. It was kind of this amazing experience in a way because because it helped me appreciate conventional medicine more because I needed it and I was in it and I was very well taken care of, you know, but it also brought me to, to really where my passions were. And I think it allowed me um, the strength to stick up for what I needed and what I wanted and how I wanted to do things differently. And so it kind of all came together at that, at that really interesting time. And this, and, and at this time, had you had any exposure to functional integrative medicine, except for your one talk from Dean Ornish, had you had any exposure to a, this different way of doing medicine or it was really you were having this kind of solo journey of learning and teaching yourself what might be out there? You know, like I had read uh, uh, Rachel Redmond's book, Kitchen Table Wisdom, and I was interested in just, I was always interested in the mind-body connection. And so there were books that I would read and stuff, but no, not really, um, uh, not really. And so I, soon um, my, I had finished my, my, my last round of chemotherapy and my mother brought me to Canyon Ranch in Lenox, Massachusetts for a mother-daughter weekend. And so... I, I, you know, have no hair. I'm swimming in the pool. It's just, it's just this wonderful, we had this wonderful weekend together. And my mom being a perfect mother goes to a lecture. And in the lecture, she meets Cindy Geyer, who's one of the physicians at Canyon Ranch. And she goes and then has an appointment with Cindy and then says to Cindy, well, you know, my daughter. And so the next thing, you know, I've got a, a rotation at Canyon Ranch and I, you know, that's when I met Mark Hyman and Kathy Swift. And, and so, um, and then when I fin, and then I did a, um, like I did a, I did a week there. And then when I finished my residency program, I worked for a while in, in nutrition in the Albany area. We were, I was in this group 
of that was called Albany Clinical Nutrition Specialists. We were five nutrition um, medical five physicians with an interest in, in nutrition. And so we did TPN and enteral feeds. We did long-term TPN, home TPN. And um, we did the nutrition management for gastric bypass surgery. You know, we did a lot of lipid stuff. We did all sorts of nutrition related medical stuff. And I was rounding in um, one of the hospitals. I think it was Christmas Eve. And I'm in the ICU writing, you know, some TPN order. And I, meet a, I met a nurse who also worked at Canyon Ranch and I had met her at Canyon Ranch and she's like, you know, they're hiring. And so that's when um, it was, you know, in 2004, I got a job at Canyon Ranch and, in their medical department. And then I really got to meet Mark Hyman and, and, and Kathy Swift and, and everybody, Todd Lapine and Cindy Geyer. And, oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. And when they were all there. Yeah. We were all there. And then, um, and that's when I went to AFMCP, which just, you know, just blew my mind. I mean, that mind. must have been an amazing experience for you. Cause you were probably like, oh my gosh, like I've been having these conversations with myself, but I actually realize this is actually out there and is part of something so much bigger than me. I mean, that must've been an amazing, what is it? Five days that they used to have AMCP. I, I went up to David Jones in tears. Tears were fl flowing down my face. And I just thanked him. I'm like, you know, you've given me a home where I can bring my nutrition background and my medical school training and bring it together and do it in a way that is meaningful to me, you know? And so ab absolutely it was. And it, I've seen, it, I've seen practitioners at AMCB like literally land up in tears because of exactly that. It's like, I found a home. I didn't belong. I, I, you know, and now suddenly I found my tribe. So I can imagine for you, and what you've been through, but you definitely did land up. I mean, Cindy Gaia, who's now your colleague, uh, working with you now. So you, your colleagues for a very long time. Um, it seems like I always say, like functional medicine, a little incestuous that everyone knows everyone and ends up working together in some beautiful way at at some time. And then, of course, after so Canyon Ranch was quite unique, and it's kind of what I call the golden age of Canyon Ranch when when all of you were there and really you were like spearheading a different way of doing medicine when functional medicine still wasn't as perhaps mainstream as it's becoming. And um, it was really being, being driven by the team that you're talking about, you know, Mark and Todd and Kathy and yourself. So that must've been a beautiful time to be working in that space. Oh, it was so much fun. And, and, not only so much fun to learn functional medicine and to have this the the time and the space to do it in a very beautiful uh, environment but also there was one of the great things that, another one of the great things they did at Canyon Ranch was there was all these other practitioners there so and we would meet and discuss people right so there'd be the I could send somebody to the acupuncturist or maybe they sent themselves and then we could have the conversation or there was somebody teaching heart math there was somebody doing neuromuscular therapy and gyrotonics and the exercise physiologist and and as practitioners there we got to experience all of that so not only <laughs> yeah from the patients, but also we're getting our own feedback of, okay, what works, what doesn't work? How can we integrate this all together? It was a phenomenal experience. So you were only there for a couple of years, if I'm right, at Canyon Ranch for a couple of years, and then you moved to Ultra Wellness Center, where I believe you have been forever, I think since 2007, right? So we're talking about, what is that, 15, 16 years. 
I imagine yeah. ultra wellness center in 2007 is not what it is now. So tell me a little bit about that. Right. It was like Mark and um, Sue Wallingford, right? There was like a couple and you know, Kathy was there. Kathy. Um, yes, was, yes, there was just a few of us and um, not as well organized. <laughs> um, but it was, it, you know, so we started, you know, Mark, I think Mark always tells the story. He started, he actually, when he left Canyon Ranch, he was seeing people in his, in his living room. And then by the time he brought me over, you know, he, um, he did have a space, we did have offices and, um, but, you know, Mark's great to work with. He just has so many great ideas and so much energy and, um, and he's so positive. So you always feel like, okay, we can do this. And, and it was a really great balance for me. And, and, and he's, you know, always trying something new and different. And, and so it was really just a, a fun, a fun thing. And then as, as you said, over these last 16 years, we've just seen this amazing evolution of, of growth and more and more people coming to join us and, um, and, and expanding and trying to, you know, create a, 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 a beautiful team. I've, and I've had a wonderful time with Altronas. I remember being invited to come and um, um, speak to you all at Altronas before I had founded 3X4 Genetics. So that was like before 3X4 Genetics even existed. And in fact, the same thing at Canyon Ranch. I was invited to to give a talk on genetics there, and they they finished off by saying, "So, so which genetic test do you recommend?" I was like, "Well, I don't know. I I don't have one." And they're like, "Well." If you ever build a new one, will you let us know? And it was kind of the same in ultra wellness that I didn't actually have a genetic test at the time. I was only working in education. And but I got to meet you all and I got to, you know, come to ultra wellness. And that that part of the country is just so beautiful around Lennox. And um and then when I the time that conversation about, you know, well, I'm not sure. And then, then, then you do have something. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not sure. I don't think I'm going to go back into genetic testing. And then, you know, I think I'll just stay in education. And, um, and you were using my old test, the uh, old company I was involved in. And, and it was very funny. And then like a couple of years later, I'm like, Hey, by the way, I do have a new genetic testing company and I do have a genetic test and I'd love to come. So every couple of years, I get to come and and see you all at Ultra Wellness. But it's actually been an amazing journey with Ultra Wellness because, I mean, obviously with the connection with yourself and Cindy Gaia, obviously we were working with the Canyon Ranch and Kathy and uh, Maggie, and um, yeah. it's been it's quite an amazing journey. I always say, you know, we started off with with you where we were using you know our test every now and again, you know, like. Uh, maybe we'll use 3x4 here or there. And this is a good place to talk about genetics a little bit. And over time, um, Ultra Wellness is actually now a clinic that pretty much uses the test for every single patient. And obviously that's, our, you know, Dream Smart and our team absolutely love working with you, but maybe this is a, a great time to just reflect on how you find the impact of genetics in terms of the work that you do, both in nutrition, the functional medicine, at Ultra Wellness and, and kind of why, why did you start using it so much? Well, there's so many reasons. I mean, um, but for, but first of all, it's just great to have the, the genetic information. I think that, you know, uh, it, it really helps me 
determine where to focus with, with my patients. Um, so there's a lot of things that we bring together that help us know where to focus with our patients, right? But, but the genetic piece helps even, you know, really gives a lot of good, good information. Do we need to focus more on detoxification or is it more inflammation or, you know, how should we adjust the diet piece? So I think just having the information, the, just the actual SNPs and what, what they're saying, you know, is, is great. And so you're right. I, I order I pretty much on every single patient that I see. Um, I want to have that baseline information. And then of course, the, the, the platform, the presentation and all of the support that you give us. And, um, you know, uh, we meet, you know, with your, with your yeah. team often, and it just gives, it really helps us reflect on cases. And again, where, you know, where should we focus? What can be helpful? You know, so sometimes, we're, you know, patients will be like, well, I can't take 20 supplements and we don't even want to give 20 supplements. Right. So it, it, I think that that's where a lot of the genetic testing can be helpful too, is to help us say, okay, this is where there's, these are the, these are where we really should focus, you know? And, and I feel like with the genetics, in addition to other biomarkers, we can bring that. And of course the patient's story, we can bring that all together and really personalize our patient's care. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, but I mean, that's why we do love working with you. And I think having that mentorship, having that mentorship, having that engagement once a month where we get to talk to you about, because I think has been wonderful for our team as well. You know, what the things we've learned from you as well as your team learning from us. So I always use it as like the most perfect scenario of how you integrate genetics into a clinical practice, you know, and genetics is not a solution. It's just an insight and needs to be taken into account with everything else. And I think it's something that you've been able to really do beautifully, to be honest, you know, exactly how we would, would want it to be done. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it sometimes can help people understand themselves, you know, understand everything from their hunger level to their anxiety level. Right. And, and, um, and, and then again, just, understanding yourself is one thing and then giving some solutions and where to focus with those solutions um, is, is another. And it's, it's really been a wonderful partnership and we really appreciate all your support. And I look forward to many more years, but now let's go back let's talk about you again. So now we're at, we're at Ultra Wellness, we're RD, MD, this amazing nutrition background, medical background, lots of functional medicine. You do a lot of teaching, you lecture, um, you're very much part of IFM. Um, and, um, so I guess let's, you know, what do you think the future looks like for you? I mean, is it another 20 years at Ultra? You know, I'm not, not that I'm putting you on the spot, but is there anything else that you have a burning desire that you feel like you need, you know, maybe another degree, um, <laughs> I'm done with degrees. Um, at, you know, actually when I got cancer and I was 30, I'm like, okay, I don't need any more degrees. I'm done. Um, um, you know, I, I really love bringing together both the, uh, the education piece that I do, you know, the lecturing, the, the podcasts, right. The webinars, the, you know, the blogging or whatever. I love teaching others about their health and what they can do to stay well and healthy. So I, I'm, I'm really passionate about that and I want to continue to do that, but I also really love the one-on-one -on -one patient care. Um, and so I'm really blessed to be able to do both of those things, it, you know, how just the way my job or my days are set up these, you know, these days, I, I love working with people one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I, I really 
enjoy taking all that knowledge, especially that I learned from, um, from Columbia Teachers College in terms of that motivational interviewing and determining what, what patients are motivated by and really, you know, listening and spending the time to hear where they're coming from and, and what they're looking for and helping them, you know, create their goals and, and, and work toward them. You know, I find that, I, I really find that uh, fun and um, of course challenging too, but I, I really enjoy that part of, of medicine. So I, I hope to be able to just continue to have that balance and to do both. Honestly, sounds, it sounds a wonderful balance. And it sounds to me like you've hit like almost the maturity of your career, you know, where you've really done the work, you've built such an incredible base of expertise and experience and knowledge. I mean, I love your degrees and I love the way they were built up. You know, I think I think there's a lot to be said for the way you did your undergrad and your master's and, and then your dietetics. And um, so I guess to finish off, um, you know, you're you're such a, a wonderful practitioner to work with. You really do have that empathy on your patients. Let's think about, you know, just leaving maybe some words of wisdom with those practitioners who are maybe in the undergrad, maybe maybe they've just graduated, maybe they're working in in a part of health that they're not feeling as as rewarded. What would be the kind of advice that you would give them? A few a few little pearls. Um. I would say, you know, speak your truth and look for your, your passion, right? So um, I sometimes hard in, in medicine to, you know, go against the grain. It's a little bit challenging, but I think it's important that we speak our truth. I think it's very important that we uh, take care of ourselves. Um, I think that, you know, so often in, uh, in healthcare, you know, the focus is on taking care of the patient and we push healthcare providers a lot and um, it's exhausting and a lot of people burn out. And I think it's really, really important that we, that we work to set limits. We, we leave work, we stop doing work, right? We do self-care and we really pay attention to doing something for ourselves every day, right? What am I doing for myself today? Okay, did I get outside? Did I get in nature? Did I do my gratitude journal? Did I do my breath work, right? What am I doing for myself? And I think by far that would I say would be the most important thing we should be really focusing on. And then I think it's easier to find your love and your passion and your joy when you're, do, when you're taking care of yourself. I think that's a lesson for all of us, no matter what profession we're in. I think that's a great lesson, you know, that we're, we're only as good as we taking care of ourselves to be there for our family and our work colleagues and, and the planet and, and everything else. Dr. Elizabeth Bohm, thank you so much. It's been so lovely having you join me on the, the, the podcast. Um, great to, to see you. Looking forward to maybe connecting with you in May in person. That would be really great. But thanks so much for your time and, um, and, and sharing your story. Yeah, oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Power of Genetics podcast brought to you by 3x4 Genetics. For more episodes, please visit 3x4genetics.com backslash podcasts.